Hello. It's been two months, but we're back. Uh, Clubhouse combos revamped. I am here with Dan and Evan. Um, Dan, it's been a long time since I've seen you. What's up? It has been a long time since we last recorded, um, but I'm doing good. High school football has just started. Year one coaching. Um, oh, yeah. School kids, so helping out the offense. So that's been fun. Uh, got a scrimmage coming up this weekend. So it's been a blast, and I'm having a good time. But ready to talk some football here today. And it's it's honestly been a while since we've talked any football. So excited. That's great. I, you told me you were at practice today. I, I thought of WNE. I was like, I totally forgot you were coaching. Yeah. Do they look any good this year? We're young, but offensively, we have some playmakers that I think will help us out. Defensively, we're still trying to find ourselves just personnel-wise um, and what we want to run scheme-wise. So it's kind of wait and see, but there's definitely pieces there that hopefully kind of can fall in place for a young team for us to be successful. Did you hear that, Eagles? Go hire this guy. <laughs> I wish. Evan, what's up, buddy? Uh, not much. Pretty chill day today. Uh, pretty tired. Um, got a bit buzzed last night. Uh, golfing a little bit yesterday, and then went out after. So tough morning, but uh, recovered. And I think we're what three Sundays away from NFL football week one, maybe four. I don't know what the number is, but I believe it's four. Very yeah. exciting times for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um... First week of preseason wraps last Sunday with two games. Um, I haven't watched much of it. I don't know about you. I, I tuned into the Chargers. I watched a little bit of the Pats with some buddies, but not much. Um, so today, oh, I guess I first I should mention, we're going to do football exclusively for the time being. Uh, baseball kind of starting to wind down, so maybe we'll throw a bonus playoff episode in, but basketball's in a low hockey's in a lull so we're going to do football exclusive for the next couple of weeks or foreseeable future which is fun because we love football okay today is our afc prediction spot so i asked everyone to prepare as a bug flies across my screen uh they are standings predictions using the nfl playoff predictor website so go check that out do it yourself let us know uh what you come up with uh but before we jump into those just want to catch everyone up from the first week of preseason. Some news that broke out that we can discuss. Um, first and foremost, we had three rookie quarterbacks named starters for their team, which is rare. We haven't really seen that much lately. A lot of the Mahomes treatment sit for a year, develop, come in, but that hasn't been the case. So I'm going to let each of you and myself take one of these guys, just discuss the situation. Do you agree? Uh, letting him rushing him in right away. What are your expectations for this season, et cetera? So I'll start with Evan. Uh, he'll take Bryce Young, the first overall pick to the Carolina Panthers, name the starter over Andy Dalton. What do you think? So I'm very happy because I was able to get Bryce Young in Dynasty League that the three of us are a part of. So was really happy with that because I think this kid's got a really good future ahead of him. Um, at the time, and I know we had our offseason sim, at the time I felt like the Carolina Panthers finished last season so well that I honestly expected them to keep Sam Darnold. And you hear a lot of the rumors out of San Francisco. Darnold's looking pretty good. He's probably QB2 behind Purdy because Shanahan really wants Purdy. Um, but anyway, with Carolina here and, and getting Bryce Young and going into the season with him, I think it's an exciting time to be a Panther fan. I mean, he's definitely more of a flashy name and going to be more of a flashy player than Sam Darnold. 
I'm sort of excited to see how he does uh, in the offense. Obviously, quarterback coach is Josh McCown in Carolina, and he was getting some head coaching interviews. So I think he's a perfect guy to work with Bryce Young. I think that's going to help his development. And then I think the Panthers going out and getting an Adam Thielen and getting Miles Sanders is also going to be really good. In the preseason game that just happened, I personally watched some of the highlights. I thought he looked good in the pocket, but again, the offensive line really was not giving him much protection and really just didn't stand a chance. Throws had to come out in one or two seconds. So uh, I think if the offensive line can stay intact, I think he's going to have a good year, going to have a good rookie year. I think he'll be the best rookie quarterback this year. And so I'm excited to see uh, how it unfolds for him, obviously in that division where a lot of people would argue a lot of different ways. So Bryce Young, really exciting time to be a Panther fan and obviously a really talented player. Yeah, division certainly up for grabs there in the NFC South. He looked good on uh, on the latest episode of Hard Knocks. They had joint practice with the Jets. Um, it's pretty interesting. I, I think I agree with your assessment. The O-line was shaky from what I saw. Dan, I'll throw it to you uh, with the fourth overall pick, the Indianapolis Colts, Anthony Richardson, uh, formerly thought to be backing up former Philadelphia Eagle Gardner Minshew, but report came out this week, he has been named the starter. And even himself, he said he was a little shocked. Are you shocked? What, what do you think? So initially on the surf surface, uh, I am a little shocked. Um, coming out, obviously, there's a lot of reports that he's a raw prospect, which in terms of a pure passer, he is a little raw. There is some stuff that has to be cleaned up, some decision-making. Um, I won't really say mechanical or even accuracy issues. Like on the tape, he was accurate with the footballs. More of how do you actually process a defense or kind of read through a defense? How do you um, stay in the pocket and make reads? Um, so it was more of that stuff that needed to get cleaned up now. The part that makes me not shocked is that he's playing in a Shane Steichen system that just was able to make Jalen Hurts one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And if we kind of think about Jalen Hurts coming out of college, a very raw prospect, needed some work, but he's had this very quick uh, rise to being one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. So you get a get guy like Anthony Richardson in that system, maybe it makes it a little simpler for the quarterback, especially someone like Anthony Richardson that has so much talent. Um, they may just feel like, Hey, let's just get this guy in there. Let's him, have him make his mistakes year one. And we'll just work around it and use all his talent. He's so mobile. Um, he's a freak with the ball in his hand, like it, and it, he hasn't cannon of an arm. So it's like, let's just use all those tools and get him up and running. So am I shocked? Yes, but I can understand why for the Colts, it makes sense in their system. Yeah, it's hard to keep a guy like that off the field. I think the hype around him is probably more than any of the other rookies so far. So I'm excited to see him at least develop on the field as opposed to in practice. Um, that leaves me uh, with CJ Stroud, uh, the second overall pick, the Houston Texans. Not officially named the guy yet, but first on the depth chart, and I think we'd all agree him over Davis Mills is a pretty easy decision they'll make soon enough. Uh Looked a little shaky in first preseason action against the Patriots. Got baited by Jalen Mills. Shout uh, out Jalen Mills, baby. Let's go. Yeah, through that, through the uh, that interception. I think expectations for him. I don't think people are really expecting much. And the Texans are probably going to be one of the bottom teams. Uh, unfortunately, they traded away their uh, next year's first round pick to get Will Anderson. Uh, so they kind of have set themselves up for not 
great success in the future, but we'll see. I mean, Damian Pierce uh, looks to uh, be better in year two, and we'll see if he can uh, straddle that as can build a rapport with some of these receivers uh, under a new head coach. So I think I'm more excited to see Young and Richardson uh, than Stroud, but I think Stroud could fly under the radar and be a, a decent piece on a, a pretty bad team. So we'll jump to some more recent news. Uh, Evan, your Patriots just signed uh, a pretty hefty running back, uh, Zeke Elliott, to a $6 million contract. Uh, why don't you talk about his impact on the Patriots, his impact on Stevenson's usage in fantasy and real life? What are your overall thoughts on the signing? Yeah, uh, so I, I like the move personally. Uh, I think he's what they needed. They definitely, in my opinion, based on everything that's been talked about at camp, is that they needed an RB2. And I think Stevenson has had such a, you know so much success in the league uh, because he's a versatile back. Uh, he can catch the football out of the backfield. He can run well. Uh, he has explosiveness. So I think you also, in part two, want to preserve him a little bit. Um, and bringing in Zeke is going to be big. Uh, you, you should expect goal line touches, and you should expect similar numbers, uh, I would say, probably on the lesser end than he had last year in Dallas. I think he's going to probably have eight touchdowns on the season. Uh, I just don't know about the usage. Uh, otherwise, um, he'll just definitely have a, a role in keeping Stevenson fresh. But I like it. It adds another dimension to this offense. It adds a layer that they needed. Uh he, from what I hear, it seems like a likable dude. Mac spoke to the media today, was uh, talking about how he was thrilled to have Zeke and, and how he's already, you know, on the field for them. So I'm excited as a Patriots fan. Uh, you know, I think it it definitely riled up the fan base a little bit for sure. Yeah, unfortunately for me, I have Ramondre on our uh, dynasty team. So not oh, too thrilled. Can I just add one more thing? Yeah, of course. Um, and they did pay him $6 million. Uh, so when you look at how that – pairs up against different running backs. I believe it's running back 13 or 14 numbers. So they're giving them this money. So you can damn well expect that they'll use him uh, more often than not. Yeah. That's uh Eckler money right there. Six mil, uh, but not to be outdone in your own division, Dalvin cook, I believe 9.6 was the number uh, to the jets. Dan, do you want to take this one? What's his, uh, outlook for usage with the Jets. I know Brees Hall seems like he may not be back right away. What do you, what do you expect from those two? Um, I guess just the first to hit on first, I didn't realize it was a $9 million deal. Yeah. Pricey. Wow. I mean, it, it kind of is what it is. Like it's just a one year rental. The money kind of, it, it is what it is. The Jets, that money will come back next year. But in terms of their backfield, it, it makes sense. That team's loading up with talent like Brees Hall. Yes, he's very talented, but coming off an injury, why rely on him and force him to be a worker, a workhorse back um, later in the season when they're trying to make a playoff push? Why not get a talented back like Dalvin Cook that, yes, if you're looking at it from the Vikings per perspective, when they cut him, they didn't want to pay him all this money on a long term contract. But for the Jets, they just need him for one year. And they're honestly, their window is very small. Why not go for it this year and just load up the backfield? They've already loaded up the receiver core. They're trying to figure out the offensive line. There's rumors that they're trying to get David Bakhtiari from Green Bay. Like they're going for it this year. So I really like it for them. I think it balances the backfield. I'm not the biggest Michael Carter guy. I know uh, Bam Knight was kind of a flash in the pan last year. Um, 
so it's like you have two stud running backs now, kind of like what Rodgers had in Green Bay. You have a bunch of receivers that he likes and are friends of Aaron Rodgers and are actually talented, like Garrett Wilson. Um, like that, the Jets will get kind of get into it, especially with these rankings. They're going to be good. So I really like the signing for them. Yeah, I'm pretty psyched. I think based on what I've been reading, a lot of people are projecting, you know, Hall will come in and by week eight, he'll kind of have a stranglehold on the job. I'm I'm interested to see how that, the uh, they manage that workload. So before we get into our AFC predictions, I thought it'd be fun. I'm going to give each of us one minute. I'll time it. You're going to give a state of your team after one preseason game, a couple of weeks of camp, overall thoughts, any players worth mentioning that fans should be excited about. Does anyone want to go first? Yeah, guess, Dan's, Dan's yeah. going first with his Eagles. I'm going to time you. Ready? I'll start the stopwatch and go. I'll go first just because there's not much going on with the Eagles. Like, this is a team that was in the Super Bowl. There's not a lot of turnover this offseason. We resigned a lot of people. Like, the only thing that's really a question mark for the Eagles is who's going to be starting in that backfield, which by all accounts, it looks like it's actually Kenny Gainwell. Uh, Kenny Gainwell and uh, DeAndre Swift. There's not a lot of talk about Rashad Penny. Um, and then really the only other talk is that Jalen Carter is just unblockable. That That's really the only stuff coming out of uh, Eagles uh, training camp. Jalen Hurts looks good as he did last year. All those weapons, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, they're all back. The, the offensive line is intact. Cam Jurgen seems to have the job at right guard, which was expected coming in. So there's really not a lot going on at uh, Eagles camp, which is why I wanted to go first because everything is status quo for the Super Bowl contending Philadelphia Eagles. Wow, he's leaving seconds on the clock too. Very nice, two seconds to spare. Yeah, they look good. I I'm sad to hear that though because I heard Penny was supposed to be some fantasy like sleeper that I was supposed to draft. I guess not. <laughs> oh well, Evan, you're up next. Tough act to follow. Right. See, see if you keep it in the time, buddy. I'll try. I got a lot to say. Ready, you go. All right. So to Patriots fans listening to this podcast, I personally think that this team has a pretty big window in terms of how many games that they could win. Let me make this easy for you. The defense is fine. It's a top 10 defense. I'm not worried about it. It's going to win you games. It's just a matter of how many games does it win. All right. So don't even worry about this defense. If you see them struggling on the field next year, all right, don't even worry about it. They're going to be fine. Just okay. So going back to the offense, this is where it's going to be a mess. The offensive line is not good. The offensive line is not good. So Riley Reef, we paid him $4 million guaranteed, so we can't cut him. So we got to find a role for him. Offensive line is going to be interesting. I need it to stay intact, and I need some people to step up. Wide receiver core, Pop Douglas, name to watch. Really flashy. He's definitely going to make the team. Don't even worry about it. Juju, hopefully he stays healthy. Mac Jones, I just want to see him start the whole season before I judge him after this year. Zeke is a great ad. Kendrick Bourne, can we please use this guy in the offense? They, oh, my time's up, but a lot could go well, but a lot could also not go well. So um, I'm optimistic, and you should be too. <sighs> Running on Evan time, I see, even uh, <laughs> even on the pod. Yeah, I heard uh, Douglas was taking all the first-team reps. That's pretty good. Interesting, Bill. He's going to be sweet. I'm excited to watch him for sure. Pulling these guys off the streets. All right, my turn. We'll start. and I'll, I'll do a better job than Evan, I think, of staying in the time. Probably. All right. Chargers look good. Uh, just beat the Rams. Um, 
Herbert looks fucking phenomenal. I'm so excited for his first season with Kellen Moore. It seems like they're going to air out the ball a ton more, which is great for Mike Williams. It's great for Quentin Johnston, who has a drop problem. He dropped passes in camp. He's dropped passes in the preseason game. But he caught a touchdown, uh, which gives me hope that he'll be used in the red zone. Uh, Keenan Allen is excited because he doesn't have to stay stuck in the slot like when he was with Joe Lombardi. So throw shade at that guy uh, who's with the Broncos, and they're going to suck this year. Uh, the defense, hopefully Staley has a, a better hold on it. It looks like we're uh, getting more players in. J.C. Jackson looks solid. Uh, more more time to adjust to that system. Uh, and Xavier Woods, our third-round pick from two years ago, finally looks like a good safety. Uh, Cameron Dicker and Dustin Hopkins is the battle to watch for a kicker. Um, that's pretty much it. Oh, and D- Dotson was good, so Eckler should be scared. Uh, and that's my time. Mm-hmm. Boom. Well done. Pretty good. We can, yeah, we can do that every every like four weeks or so. Just get a, a status update. How are we feeling? Um, yeah, I like it. Oh, after- by the way, uh, real quick, I didn't even mention Malik Cunningham, which is really pathetic of me. Start so, that guy. Start him. I honestly, yeah, I'm inclined to want to see him uh, continue to develop and maybe eventually one day be in the starter because that would be fun to watch. Did, Dan, shakes Dan his shaking his head. Just, it's the preseason. The guy had one good throw on a rollout, and then he made some plays with his legs. Just stop. Hey, Lamar's commenting. Lamar says QB1. If Lamar's saying it, I got to at least take it seriously. Lamar's saying it because he went to his alma mater. They're both Louisville quarterbacks. Of course he's going to hype them up. (laughs) That makes sense, though. I actually (laughs) thought it was uh, for other reasons, but okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, I actually didn't know that. He he did look good. That throw was pretty impressive, I will say. All right, let's get into our AFC predictions. We'll be doing them this week. We'll do NFC next week. And then the following week, we'll wrap it all up with awards and playoff predictions. I guess we can start with Collins because he's not here. uh, So that makes it easier for him to go first. I'll run down his seven playoff teams. And then I guess we'll we'll discuss a couple of uh, teams that if they stand out to you. I don't have your guys' numbers yet. But if anything stands out to you, shout it out. So I'll start from the top. He's got the New York Jets as the one seed uh, coming out of the AFC at 14 and three. Um, must be watching Hard Knocks because uh, they're hyping him up big time. Yeah. Ravens coming in at number two as your AFC's North winners, followed by the Jags, 13 and four AFC South winners, and Chiefs, 12 and five AFC West winners. And his three wild cards got the Bengals, obviously, 13 and four. And he's got the Dolphins and Browns, each at 11 and six, squeaking in. Um, Teams on the fringe, Steelers 10 and 7. He has the Bills missing at 10 and 7, and the Chargers at 10 and 7. Um, I don't know what you guys probably want to talk about. Probably the Jets and maybe the Bills uh, we can get into here. I don't have the Jets that high, although I, I am pretty optimistic. It's, it's We'll see. I know the defense has been phenomenal, but Rodgers had a down year last year, and just bringing over his friends, I don't think means that they're going to be good. Like Wilson's good, but I don't know what you guys. I mean, we'll get into it. I actually. I think the Jets are actually going to be pretty good because watching them last year, that defense is, I will say, absolutely legit. They were legit last year, and Zach Wilson stole the headlines because he wasn't very good. But that defense kept them in, should have kept them in every game and gave them a chance to win every game. So that defense already going to be great. And you bring in a Hall of Fame quarterback, you also bring in Dalvin Cook. The offensive line is better. You have Lazard there. Um, I, I I still really like that team. And I think 
even just getting Rodgers is going to change the spirits in that locker room like crazy. It's like, all right, we got a chance. We got a chance to win this thing. That's my thought on the Jets. I'm sure we'll get more on them, but Dan, Dan Jets a one seed. What are your thoughts? I don't see them as the one seed. Um, they have a pretty tough schedule to start the year. And when you kind of just bring in all these new faces, some new schemes, there's going to be an adjustment period, um, especially when we get to live, like good on good type stuff. Once week one rolls around, like, yeah, it's all good with this hard knock stuff and training camp, everything looks good. But when you actually have to go up against another team, everything kind of changes. So I, I think the start of their year may be a little rough. Um, but I mean, they got so much talent. I think they will work it out. Um, I do have them as a playoff team, not quite the one seed, um, but I still have them going around 10 and seven. So. Yep. As do I, um, I guess we can touch on the bill. Bill's missing the playoffs for Scully. That'd be a big uh, fall off for them from last year. I have them pretty high. Although I'm starting to regret it now that I kind of look through their roster and I'm not seeing much improvement. So I can understand it. Um, but I, I still consider them a playoff team in the East over the uh, the Dolphins. I don't know if anyone has thoughts on that. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, I think Buffalo's a playoff team. I don't think they're going to drop off like that. I mean, they got Josh Allen and, and you know, still Stephon Diggs. James Cook, I hear, is going to have a big role. Um, they drafted a rookie tight end. I'm spacing on the name. But there's still the pieces there that have been. And they get the safeties back, which to me is maybe the most important thing. Both their safeties went down last year, weren't available in the playoff game, where they looked horrible. I just think that lift in the secondary is going to be a huge lift for Buffalo. Uh, but again, I think the offense is going to be there. I have them 10 and seven. Uh, I just, I don't like the way that it did go out last year uh, for Josh Allen and Buffalo. Um, but yeah, to me, they're still a playoff team. Dan, where do you land on Bills versus Dolphins here? Um, Bills versus Dolphins, you say? Yeah, standings wise. Um, <laughs> So I actually have them tied in terms of record. Um, oh. It like... How I look at it, I think the Dolphins, their stock is up, whereas the Bills is stocked down. Um, I look at them both as playoff teams. I can understand the notion of Buffalo missing. Listen, he has them at, talking about Colin, he has them at 10 and 7. It it just shows how stacked that the AFC is that Buffalo misses in that scenario. There are a lot of good teams, and it's going to be very tough. Um for any of these teams like Miami or Buffalo, New York, um, any of these AFC East teams, that division is stacked. The AFC is stacked. So I'm not going to think that it's absolutely crazy that the Bills miss, but I still look at them as a um, – I still look at them as a playoff team. And when you talk about them and the Dolphins, I think it's very close. Um, two very different styles of offense, two very different styles of defense. It's very hard to compare them. Um, but I, like I said, I have them with the, uh, having the same record. So it, it's neck and neck. Yeah. I don't have them. I have them, uh, four wins apart, which I kind of regret. I don't know the, the whole two, thing kind of irks me out. Like, mm-hmm. we'll see. Like he was like the team started to figure him out, but that was also more the effect of the concussions. Um, so we'll see. All right. We can move on to mine. Cause I'm staring at them. Um, mine are a little different. Uh, I think we match on four of the teams, although the order differs. So I have the Bengals as my one seed, as much as it pains me, Joe Burrow. He's good. 
Uh, Bills at two, 12 and five. Chiefs three, 12 and five. Jags four, 11 and six. Then I have my Chargers, my bias pick, 11 and six. Jets 10 and seven. And I, I, I couldn't make a playoff without the New England Patriots. So I put them in at 10 and seven. Wow. I don't know, man. The defense is so good. And if Mac returns to rookie season form, I think they have enough to squeeze it out. Uh, Ravens on the fringe, Steelers on the fringe. Wow. Ravens to me, I guess we can talk about the Ravens. They didn't, I feel like they didn't upgrade much. And their offense, what what did they do, Dan? Did I miss something? Well, I think by adding a healthy Lamar Jackson with a contract, that's the obvious addition. Yeah, but when's the last time he's played a full season? When was the last time he had money in his bank account? I think that's honestly the biggest difference with his injuries. I don't yeah, know if it was entirely health related. No, I understand that, but I don't. Yeah, at the same time, I don't know. We'll see. I just no. I feel like their their offense is one dimensional to me, and whatever. Like Zay Flowers has looked phenomenal, so I'm excited for that. But I will I say their offense looks one dimensional. They did switch offensive coordinators. They went. They got rid of the old one. I'm just mm-hmm. blanking on his name. They brought They're in the Georgia name. OC Todd Munkin that I think is going to really chain like he, he has an entirely different system it's going to be more pass heavy um i shouldn't say pass heavy there's going to be more percentage of passing plays than there are like power run type of plays so i think the offense will be more balanced i think it's going to help lamar they bring in odell beckham they bring in zay flowers hopefully rashad bateman can stay healthy devin duvernay is a player there are pieces here for this offense to finally take that next step to be like an actual Super Bowl contending offense. I think one of your biggest additions, honestly, is offensive coordinator. That's fair. Yeah, Greg Roman, I, I know a lot of fans were calling for his head after last year. He was very uh, lame from what I heard. I don't know. I, uh, the, yeah, yeah up, I'll just I'll chip in with this too. I, the defense ranked last year. I mean, listen, they got a bunch of good names on that defense, and the defensive ranking was like they were a horrible defense last year, which to me made no sense. I feel like they were still a pretty good team, um, especially, you know, obviously when Lamar was there. But to me, the defense is just not going to be as bad as it was. You get another year for Kyle Hamilton, Roquan Smith now in the fold. You got some other young players there. Although I did see Marlon Humphrey might miss the first two games, so that would hurt for them. But I do think, like, Lamar is going to have an MVP type year. And that's sort of the vibe that, I, that I've that i had. And I have him already drafted him in the league, so. I drafted the uh, Baltimore defense, so I hope they get better. I don't know. <laughs> one thing I learned from doing this was the one, the AFC is really good, and the schedule is so tough for a lot of these teams. It's part of yeah. why I had the Patriots ultimately getting in. I just felt like their out-of-division schedule was pretty nice to them, whereas the North beats up on each other and the West is tough. Um, yeah. No, I completely agree with you, and I think that's a good point. I had the Patriots 9-8. and eight. I mean, if stuff clicks offensively offensively for the Patriots, they could find themselves in a playoff push down the stretch. Um, it's just having the, uh, those three wild cards, um, it definitely opens something up for, for somebody else to get in. Yeah, fair enough. All right, who wants to go next? I will type on my sheet as you speak. Dan, you want to take it? Yeah, sure. Um, so starting with the one seed, I have it as the Chiefs at 13-4. and four. You just – with Mahomes, like they're just, it's kind of like when Brady was here, everything ran through Foxborough. Everything's going to run through Arrowhead. Let's be honest. It that's just the trio of Mahomes, 
uh, Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. It is just too much to ignore when doing these rankings. Um, two seed, I have the Baltimore Ravens. I'm really buying in to the Ravens this year, a healthy Lamar. I really think that this may be the year um, that they could get it done and have some playoff success. Uh, three seed Miami Dolphins at 11 and six. They beat the tiebreaker over Buffalo. Uh, four seed Jacksonville Jaguars at 10 and seven. Five seed Cincinnati Bengals at 12 and five. Six seed uh, Buffalo Bills at 11 and six. And then I have the New York Jets as the seven seed at 10 and seven, beating out a three way tiebreaker of the Pittsburgh Steelers and Denver Broncos. So pretty much the same teams that we've been talking about. Um, I guess just to hit on kind of, I brought it up earlier, stock up on Miami. I understand the Tua concerns, but there is something to be said about how well this offensive system worked last year for Mike McDaniel. And now you're bringing in Vic Vangio as your defensive coordinator. I think that's a huge upgrade that I think will make a big difference for this team. I know Jalen Ramsey was supposed to be a big piece and he's going to miss some time. I think that Vic Vangio being as seasoned, uh, as a defensive coordinator as he is, I think he'll be able to figure it out um, and come up with some different coverages or different looks that will be able to mask that uh, that loss for them. Yeah, that's big. So all three of us have Steelers right on the fringe. I I tend to agree. I think as long as Matt Canada is there, I don't I don't have much high hopes <laughs> for them. But like Pickens, I, everything I'm reading is Pickens, Pickens, Pickens. He's poised for a breakout. So I'm excited to watch that wide receiving core. I know Najee kind of stock down on him stock up on Jalen Warren anyone have any no I mean that? it sounds it sounds right Jalen Warren was pretty good last season um and Najee just really not many explosive runs I owned him in uh, my family league and it's just week after week I, I kept him the year before and he just was so underwhelming um I, you know I'm rooting for the guy I, I hope he improves but yeah I mean as far as right now is concerned I'd probably stock down on him and stock up on Warren I think you're right Jim. I'm excited for Pickett as well in year two. Um, tough division. It's a tough time to be a rookie quarterback or, or a second-year quarterback in that division, but we'll see. Um, Evan, I assume you also have the Jaguars as the South winners. I guess we could touch I, on I them do. now. Yeah, yeah so sure. I do. They're kind of the gimme of this, of this conference, I'd say, in terms of division winners go. I don't see the Titans uh, challenging them that closely. Um what are your expectations for Trevor Lawrence? This can go to anyone. Uh, that receiving core, which is really good on paper, especially with the addition of Calvin Ridley, who's looked great uh, in camp. Have you, you can take oh, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll, I have a couple thoughts on Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, I think the division's a cakewalk, Connor, for sure. I would agree with you that this is by far and away the easiest choice I had. Um. So out on Tennessee. I had Mike Vrabel as my biggest loser in 2023. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Just didn't like the way that they were trending. I don't like Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry, I don't know. It just felt like something was missing in Tennessee last year that that still is. Uh, so for me, Jacksonville, though, when you brought up Ridley, looks awesome. Running routes insanely well. The defense, in my opinion, is good. But I do think Trevor Lawrence, you can definitely expect another uh, step forward. Uh, from him. Dan, any thoughts on Jacksonville or Tennessee? So I will say it's not going to be a cakewalk for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tennessee was 
a interception or a fumble six away. It was a fumble six, a fumble six away from taking that playoff spot away from Jacksonville last year. And they endured the most amount of injuries that any NFL team has ever experienced. So coming into this year, you hope the health is a little better, but I'm not going to count out Mike Vrabel like that. He's not going to have a bad team. It's like Bill Belichick. He's just not going to have a bad team. So I'm not going to throw away the Titans. I don't think they'll win the division, but it's not a cakewalk. In terms of Jacksonville, I mean, I have respect for Doug Peterson. I think he's done a, he's kind of figured out um, how to make Jacksonville be a successful team. Uh, and it starts with Trevor Lawrence, like we've said, and those receivers, I think that they'll be fine. Um, I don't know much really about the roster. I haven't really looked into, into it too much. But, I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence showed us last year that he is going to be a franchise quarterback. He's not going to be a bust just because he's in Jacksonville. He is going to be a franchise savior for uh, Jacksonville fans. So excited to see what they do. I mean, when any team has a young franchise quarterback, like it, it's exciting. We like these guys because they're very dynamic. They're very good. Um, and for me, obviously just some bias. I like to see Doug Peterson have success. So very excited to see what they'll do this year. They were a, uh, a competent offensive coordinator away from being bounced in round one, but uh, Joe Lombardi forgot how to pass the ball in the second half. <laughs> oh, well. Evan, your turn. Crazy. What do you got? What do you got? Uh, my number one seed in the AFC is going to be Cincinnati. I agree with Newman. I have them 14 and three. Number two seed, Kansas City Chiefs, 14 and three. Number three seed, New York Jets, excuse me, 13 and four. Um, number four seed, Jacksonville Jaguars at 11 and six. My number five seed uh, is Baltimore, eleven and six. Um, my number six seed, sorry, I'm just trying to line this up. My number six seed is Buffalo. I have Buffalo at ten and seven, and then my number seven seed is the L.A. Chargers. Uh, my eight seed was New England. I think, funny enough, I New England uh, eight, no nine and six. Sorry, this is just small text. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh. I had Pittsburgh nine and eight, Denver nine and eight, Tennessee um, Tennessee Miami seven and ten. Okay, so not not much deviation. Good to see you through the Chargers really. in there. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, no problem. So Scully's Scully's the only one rocking with the Browns, which I'm, I just I don't see the Browns being very good. Sorry, Scully, just don't. Yeah, we'll see. Full season of Deshaun Watson could certainly change things i'm the only one with the patriots it looks like um rest is pretty chalk scully's got the dolphins i guess we can touch on some of the shit teams my <laughs> my bottom four i guess uh colts seven and ten broncos six and eleven raiders six and eleven texans four and thirteen i don't know about you guys Scully, much of the same um so my bottom four i'll just go with the same format i had the patriots at seven and ten it's very unfortunate. It's just a it's bunch tough. of other teams were eight and nine and nine and eight, and they got screwed. No, I get it. A lot can happen for sure. Yep. Uh, next, the Colts at six and eleven, the Raiders at four and thirteen, and then the Texans at three and fourteen. Oh, the Raiders! I pretty much. They're going to be bad, man. They're going to be bad. That defense is like it. It's like butter, and cut right through it. You got Max Crosby. He's so good. Who's their defensive coordinator? You know, it's Patrick it's Graham, who I have respect for, but the defense was so bad last year. Like, I think it's just too much of a personnel issue 
for him to handle. Wasn't that guy uh, getting head coaching interviews too or something? Yeah, I when remember he was maybe the Giants. I don't know who you got. Bottom four. Um, I had much of the same. Houston, the worst team. Um, followed by Denver. Or sorry, Las Vegas. <laughs> God, and then Indy. Sorry, I don't know what happened. I just put my phone away, so I forgot what they were. That's okay. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of the first year quarterbacks with the new team. Yeah, I'm sensing a theme here. I guess. Well, I will say too, real quick. A lot of these good teams also have really good defenses. So it just makes these younger quarterbacks' uh, jobs just that much more difficult because the, the offense against them is scoring points and the defense isn't allowing any points either. So you really got to almost work for everything that you can get, which I just think is going to wear down on some of these rookies. Yeah, that's fair. I guess um, I don't know what teams – I guess you want to, I just want to talk about the Broncos real quick. Will they rebound under Sean Payton, Russell Wilson? What do we think? I think no, but um, I guess I'll just quickly hit on it because I I brought them up because they're one of my teams that I have going ten and seven. They're going to be better. Sean Payton as a head coach and an offensive play caller is going to fix Russell Wilson. Now, is he going to be near MVP level like he was in his prime Seattle days? No, I don't think so. But I don't think we're going to see a Broncos team that's four and thirteen either. Like we're going to have a better offense. The defense is already pretty good. They bring in Elijah Evero from Carolina, who I thought was a really good defensive coordinator. Had a really good uh, late stretch there in Carolina at the end of last season. So you bring in some really good coaching changes, probably a culture change as well to come along with that. A lot of stuff coming out about Nathaniel Hackett in that regime not being the best. Um, I, I think it's going to make a difference. So I, I like the Broncos. I, I was high in them last year, and I do have some hesitancy of making them a playoff team, but I think they're going to have a lot more success this year. I agree. I think they'll certainly be better than last year. I mean, last year was just a clusterfuck of disasters, but I don't know. I don't see them getting into the playoffs, uh, to be honest. I, neither do you guys. So I think we're in agreement on that. I guess before we can wrap, uh, give me one team outside the playoffs that you're actually excited to watch outside of your playoffs. Uh, New England Patriots. <laughs> outside of the Patriots. You need someone else. <laughs> um, honestly, Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh is going to be fun to watch. Uh, I hear good things about Kenny Pickett, and personally I do think he will take a step forward as well. Um, I think – if they can get Deontay Johnson's, maybe some more red zone touches. They got Fryer moves. They got George Pickens. And then they signed someone, too. And I want to say Allen Robinson is now there. So that's another piece on offense. So they're surrounding them with some playmakers. Uh, and I'm excited to see hopefully Pittsburgh can be in it again. And, and Mike Tomlin's still there. So, I mean, you can pencil them in at 9-8 and eight and go bet it and take the money to the bank. <laughs> um. See, I wanted to say Pittsburgh because I feel like at least early in the process, like this offseason, I was pretty high on Pittsburgh saying that they would win 10-11 games. But it's going to be such boring football. It's Matt Canada calling plays, and that defense is going to keep teams to like 17 points. So they're going to be winning games 20-17, to 17-14. Like It's not going to be fun football, so I don't know if I'm excited to watch them. I'm going to go with the Colts just because of Anthony Richardson. Like – 
this guy's probably going to have some highlights. And I think I said in the chat the other day, like he's going to be Justin Fields. Everybody's going to look to all his highlights and kind of all the bad passing stuff that may arise to just kind of shove that off to the side, but it's going to be entertaining to watch and see all the weekly like 50 yard runs or whatever he has every single week. Yeah. I'm going with the Colts as well. I, I think Richardson is going to be fun to watch. I hope Taylor is back at practice soon. I know he's away for personal reasons, but hoping for a bounce back year. I, I just took him in a, a draft Evan and I did. Um, <laughs> and I'm a huge Shane Steichen fan as I'm sure Dan is as well. Um, I'd love to see what he can do with that offense. Great with Herbert. Great with Hertz. Um, I think Richardson's a great toy for him to have. I think they'll be fun. What's up, Evan? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I just wanted to say I looked at Pittsburgh's defense because I really wasn't sure who they had. This defense is loaded. They added some good players. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. obviously via the draft. Patrick Peterson, Cole Holcomb, Alandon Roberts now there already with you know Cam Hayward, T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. Alex Highsmith, great edge rusher, loaded. Yeah, for sure. Should be a fun year. We can wrap there. I think we touched on at least most of the relevant teams. Uh, we'll do keep the same format. We'll run the NFC next week. Hopefully Colin can uh, join us uh, in person next time. But if you're still listening, thanks for listening. See you next week. Hopefully we uh, upload on time. And if Peace. we didn't talk about your team today, well, your team sucks. <laughs> That's true. All right. Peace out. Put your tears away in the fear today. You can drive off towards that summertime sunset. Sweat you ain't done yet. Take the keys, leave the regrets. Write your letters, place your bets. I'll be the one who accepts.